0: All right, good morning. morning. All right, all right. See some smiling faces? That's good. This uh, December 23rd, right? We're here at the end of the the crazy season. We've been in a series called Redeeming Christmas, which just means we're getting our Christmas back. And uh, being here today is a huge part of that. So thank you for being here. I want to welcome you this morning. I think this has been an amazing series, uh, not just for, for us as a church, but Even just for me personally, as I've gone through some of these scriptures, um, it's just been awesome. We started out looking at these Grinches that come and steal our Christmas joy. And uh, we've all encountered some Grinches this Christmas season. But we saw that Jesus came. And the reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to give us life and to give us life to the full. So we can all breathe. There's life in this season. There is life in this season because Jesus is in this season. And then we talked about something that, that I love to do, and that's to spread the cheer. And whether that is blessing someone or uh, being a part of a party or an invitation to Christmas Eve, there's so many ways to spread the cheer. And, uh, and I just encouraged us all to remember that our joy in this season can impact someone's life, and our joy is in Christ. And then uh, Andrew did an awesome job last week. I learned some things about the manger scene. And uh, I just really appreciated him telling us a little bit of the story of Christmas. And he shared a powerful way for us to redeem Christmas. Uh, I don't know if you remember what he said, but do you remember he said, Look for God. I love that. It's a way we can redeem Christmas, is to look for God. Well, today... uh, I want to talk about experiencing God's peace in this season. Can anybody use some peace, some rest? Absolutely. One of my favorite moments in the Christmas season is that moment that we're going to have tomorrow night on Christmas Eve. When we all light the candles. Do you remember that part? We all light a candle and then the lights go dim and we sing silent night. Silent night. You remember the words holy night? What does it say? All is what? Calm. All is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Have you ever thought about the words of that song? It's kind of funny. If you've ever had an infant or a newborn, is it a silent night? Is it a quiet night? No. Because babies cry. Babies are hungry. Uh, Turns out newborns have to eat every two hours. That was a shock to me. I was like, what? Every two hours? I thought I was the only one. No, it turns out newborns, they got to eat. And uh, this sleep in heavenly peace. I'm sorry, ain't nobody sleeping in heavenly peace, right? (laughs) So you just think about the words of this song, and yet these are the words that we think of when we remember the night Jesus was born. Silent, holy, calm, bright, and peace. But it wasn't silent because Mary and Joseph had the perfect, private birthing suite. It wasn't calm Because they had been through all the maternity classes. Joseph had gone to daddy boot camp and, you know, they knew exactly how to raise this child. And it wasn't peaceful because everything in Mary and Joseph's life had been lining up. And that silent night, as I put myself in their shoes, would have been for many of us in that manger a very stressful night. And for Mary and Joseph, it would have been a difficult night. It would have been a sleepless night. It would have been a night full of unknowns and lingering questions. And yet, all was calm. Why? Because of the baby. This baby boy that they were holding in their arms. And I just want you to think about right right now about your level of peace in this season. Because here we are, December 23rd, it's the end of the crazy Christmas season, just, you know, a couple more days. And so many of us are, you know, we're going to brave the mall later or Walmart or there's food to cook or, you know, there's difficult relationships or whatever's going on in your life today. All can be calm. Why? Not because everything's calm in our life. No, we can have peace in our heart because of that. Prince of Peace that was born in that manger in Bethlehem on that silent night and on that holy night that we celebrate today. So I want to talk today about peace and this idea that all is calm. Because everything can be crazy in the world and you can have peace in your heart. You can have calm in your heart. How do we experience that deep and lasting peace of Christmas? How do we experience the, the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. That's what we're looking at today. And I want to take you to Isaiah 9, verses 6 through 7. This is a prophecy from Isaiah given 700 years before Jesus was born. Uh, these are some of the most famous, and I would say the most comforting words of the Christmas season. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, you can just look at them up on the screen. And this is what it says. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom... To establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And so what we see from the scripture is that Jesus came to be our peace. Jesus came so that we could say all is calm. And how do we experience that? we'll see as we study this passage today. So let's pray and then we'll dive in. Heavenly Father, thank you for this season. A season full of hope and joy and yet so many difficulties. And so right now, God, we, we take a breath. And we breathe in your peace. And we breathe in your love. And we come to this moment where we say, God, would you speak to our hearts? would we experience peace that is beyond understanding? And we invite your Holy Spirit to come and to bring your kingdom and your reign to still the storms that rage in our hearts. So speak to us, lead us, and guide us in this time that we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I just have some thoughts about this passage and about peace and and I want to share a powerful truth with you. Something that, that I've been thinking about a lot. And it's this idea that the government rests on his shoulders. It's this idea that the government rests on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. Which is kind of good when we got a government shutdown. It's good that somebody's got the government uh, with the government wrestle, Why are we talking about government? Um, see, we don't just celebrate Christmas because of Santa and presents. We actually celebrate and we sing about the birth of a king. Did you guys know that? At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of a king. Now, here in the United States, we don't have a king. That's what the whole American Revolution was about. We, we were like, no, we don't want that. But even though we don't have a, a king that reigns over us, as a government, we're not a monarch. Uh, there are kings, right? We got some kings in our culture, and I wanted to do a quick quiz to see if you could recognize some of the kings in our culture today. How about this one? Let's put this one up. Who's the king of rock and roll? Who's that? Elvis. Elvis. That's right, Elvis Presley. Everybody, give me a thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very <laughs> thank you very much. All right, that's good. How about this one? King of pop. That's right, that's right. There we go. Yeah, takes you back to, to Thriller and, and Billie Jean. Those are, those are good days. All right, um, how about let's go sports? King James, that we're not talking about the Bible translation because that's what I would have thought. Uh, who is King James? LeBron. LeBron, yeah, LeBron. Um, one more. I didn't know this, but there's a hockey goalie nicknamed the King. Do any of you know who this is? A goalie. Let's put up the picture. I think Lundquist. Nicknamed the king. And how about this? Some of us here, we worship him today as king of kings and lord of lords. That's the Jesus Christ, right? It's who we celebrate. See, Jesus came and he was born as a king. Which is a crazy thought, but he came... As a king. He was born as a king. When the wise men searched for Jesus, they asked this question. They said, where is he who has been born king? And from the very moment of the birth of Jesus, he was recognized as a king. And the wise men came and they brought him gifts. The shepherds, they, they fell at his feet and they worshipped him. The angels announced the day of his birth and they said... In Luke 2.11, this is what the angels said. They said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David. That's the city where kings were born. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. And these angels are actually echoing the words that we just read from Isaiah. Words that were written 700 years before Jesus was born. And Isaiah says, for a child will be born to us. Unto you is born this day, as the angel said, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And so what Isaiah is saying is that, that Jesus was born for us. Jesus was born for you, and he was born for me. And he was born to reign over our lives. And, and we've been invited to allow Christ to govern our hearts and our lives. And and this is what's so amazing about Jesus. And Isaiah says it, he says, the government will rest on his shoulders. And so what is this government that Jesus came to bring? He came to govern our lives. And this government is God's presence, it's, it's God's action. In the world that God is here and God is at work in the world and his kingdom is not out there and then but his kingdom is at hand and his government as it is at hand and he's inviting all of us in to the, the joy and the peace and the righteousness of his reign and his rule and I am excited about this today that Isaiah says the government rests On his shoulders. I want you to think about this. Because where do we carry all of our stress? Where do we carry it? On our shoulders, right? Everybody put your hands on your shoulders. Just just a little massage. We can use that right now, right? Oh, yeah. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. See, we carry all of our stress right here, don't we? On our shoulders, and you can feel it. We carry just the stress of our busy lives. Uh, Fear with money. Uh, Maybe it's our parenting stress. Maybe it's family stress. Big decisions. All of that gets right on our shoulders. And in the holiday times, we just pile even more stress on our shoulders. And we get neck pain, shoulder pain, migraines, ulcers. Why? See, we weren't meant to carry the government on our shoulders. And you weren't meant to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that's why I love this scripture today. Because it says that the government of our lives can rest on the shoulders of Jesus. How awesome is that? That doesn't have to rest on your shoulders today. you can trust Jesus in every area of your life. And you can trust that the government rests on his shoulders. You can trust that God is at work, that he's present. He's Emmanuel. He is God with you. And the government of your life rests on the shoulders of Jesus. And what we're talking about today is we're talking about the sovereignty of Christ. He he sits on a throne. He's the master of the storm. He's the light in the darkness. He is our hope and our salvation. And he came today so that no matter what's going on in your life, whether it's good or Whether it's bad, nothing in your life is outside of his sovereign hand and his sovereign control. And today you can come and you can say, God, I trust you with this. And you can take the government off. You can lift the weight right off your shoulders and say, God, four powerful words. God, I trust you in this. And I'm going to let the government rest on your shoulders So that no matter what's happening, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, you can say the government doesn't rest on my shoulders or my spouse's shoulders or Congress's shoulders or the president's shoulders. The government of my life actually rests on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? How awesome is that? And who is this Jesus who was born in a manger? Who is this Jesus? That's inviting us into his reign and into his government and into his peace. Who is he? See, I love Isaiah because Isaiah tells us his name. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Who is it that's inviting us? Into his kingdom and into his reign. Who's inviting us to trust him? With every area of our life, our finances, our parenting, our marriage, our decisions. Who is he? His name will be called. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Eternal Father. Prince of Peace. This is who he is. He is, first, he's a Wonderful Counselor. He is a Wonderful Counselor. And I love the word wonderful because at the heart of the word wonderful is the word wonder. Which just means amazing, surprising, incredible. Isn't it incredible if there is a God who wants to guide us and lead us and speak to us? He speaks in his word. He guides us with his voice. You have a wonderful counselor today. And if you've ever heard God's voice, if you've ever felt God leading you, it doesn't matter what he's saying. There's nothing more wonderful to experience in your life. And that's who he will be for you. He will be a wonderful counselor in your life. He is mighty God. And I love this. Because in the the very same passage, we see Jesus' full humanity... And we see his divinity. In the same prophecy, 700 years before Jesus was born, um, a child will be born to us. There's nothing more human than birth. And then he goes on, Isaiah goes on to say, he will be called a mighty God. And So people will ask, where in the Old Testament does it say that there will, you know, this Messiah will be God, be divine? Right here, Isaiah Says it. He says he will be called mighty God. And in the very same passage, we see the full humanity of Jesus and the full divinity. And that's an awesome thing. It means as we allow God to govern our story, it means that he understands what we're going through. He's fully human. He's been through the blood and the sweat and the tears, hasn't he? He knows what that's like. And he is mighty God which means the one governing our life is a mighty, powerful God. There's nothing that is impossible for him. And he can give you the strength to do what he's calling you to do today. He's a mighty God. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. Eternal Father. And that doesn't mean that the Son and the Father are the same. Eternal Father means that through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ... You can have a real relationship with a Father in heaven who loves you. And that before Jesus ever bore the government upon his shoulders, he bore a cross upon his shoulders. And he died on the cross for our sins. um, So that our sins could be forgiven. So that all of our guilt and shame could be washed away. So that we could have freedom And a relationship with God. And what it says in Romans is that through trusting in Christ and his death and resurrection. That we get to experience the love of the Father. What it says in Romans is that nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. He's inviting us today into his government And his peace, and you will know his name. He will be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an eternal Father, and last Prince of Peace. Jesus came to be your peace. He came so that you could say, All is calm. Yeah, it's crazy in this world. But he came so that you could have peace in your heart and peace in your soul. And he's inviting you to trust him today. To trust him with the things that are difficult and stressful in your life. And you will experience his name. He is wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father, prince of peace. And what I want to encourage you with today is I, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's happening in your story today. But I know three truths. Number one, I know that God is in your story. And number two, I know that God is sovereign over your story. And number three, I know that if you trust him, you'll experience his peace. He is our prince of peace. The government doesn't rest on our shoulders. The government rests on his shoulders. I just love that. What a powerful truth. So I want to make this practical and and just very simple as Isaiah does. How do we experience God's peace? And what Isaiah says is that as as Jesus' government increases in our life, so too peace increases. And there is a relationship here between peace and government that's very important for all of us to understand. The more that we allow Christ to govern our heart, the more we allow Christ to govern our thoughts. Like, sometimes our thoughts need some government, right? Jesus wants to do that. The more we allow him to govern our lives, the more peace that you can experience today. I heard a great story uh, that illustrates this. My daughter's in preschool. And a couple of weeks ago, my wife was dropping off my daughter at preschool, and there were all kinds of parents waiting to drop off their kids. And one of the moms... And I love this mom. There was one of the moms who was organizing a group Christmas gift, which is just awesome. So instead of all of us giving individual gifts, one person said, hey, what if we got a good gift? What if we all went in and got a great gift for our preschool teachers? Great idea. So she's talking to all these parents. You know, and she's looking at the mom. She's talking to the moms, and they're, like, dialed in. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, how much? When are we going to get this gift? You know, and then this mom turns to one of the dads. And she goes, well, what do you think? You know, Christmas gift going in. Are you thinking about doing this this year? And he just goes, ah. And he looks at her he goes, that's why I got married. <laughs> what a great line, right? <laughs> that's why... That's why I got married. And all the married men in the room said, Amen! Right? Why, why did, was he not stressed out in that moment? Because the responsibility didn't rest on his shoulders. Why? Because he was blessed. He was blessed to have a woman. And all the women said, Amen. He was blessed to have a woman in his life to shoulder that responsibility. And he goes, Oh! You know, gifts, oh, that's, that's why I got married. <laughs> why do I trust Jesus Christ? Number one, yeah, he died on the cross for my sins. He rose from the dead to give me eternal life. But his kingdom and his government begins today. And as you trust his government of your life, and as that increases, increasing trust means increasing trust, Peace, that's why I'm trusting Jesus Christ with the government of my life. And this is what Isaiah predicts in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. Look at this scripture again. There's so much here. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace... And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. And I love how the ESV puts it, Isaiah 9-7. As it says in the ESV, Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Isn't that an incredible promise? That Jesus came. To bring his peace and his reign. And of the increase of his government and along with it, of the increase of his peace, there will be no end. As his government increases, so his peace increases. And as Jesus talks, it starts as small as a mustard seed. It starts in the human heart. But make no mistake, this is an ever-increasing government and an ever-increasing shalom. Jesus came to bring Peace on earth. But the very first place he brings peace is peace in our hearts. So it starts right here in my heart and in your heart. And if you will allow Christ to govern your heart and your thoughts, you will have this increasing peace. It's God's promise of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. starts here in my heart and in your heart and in my life and in your life. You know, I met a lot of people who, who say, I believe in Jesus. But they're not allowing Christ to govern their lives. They're not allowing Jesus to govern their lives. You guys know what I'm talking about? People who say, I believe in Jesus. But Jesus isn't governing their lives. And I just want to say this. I want to say that you can't have God's peace if you're unwilling to have his government. It's really important to say. And so I'm going to say it one more time. You can't have God's peace if you're unwilling to have his government. It's a spiritual impossibility. It is a spiritual impossibility to have God's peace without his government. The peace and the government go hand in hand. And so today the question is, do you have peace with God? The question is... Are you ready to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Because with his government comes his peace. And for those of us today who have surrendered our lives to Christ, for those of us today who are living in the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ, we have this promise of ever-increasing government and ever-increasing peace. And I love it. I love it. As God's government increases in my life, peace increases in my life. I love how F.B. Meyer put it generations ago. He was a pastor, Christian pastor and writer. Just great line here. He said, Put the government of everything that concerns your life upon the shoulders of Christ, and then you will find the joy and peace increase. It's a great quote just to write down and take with you. Put the government of everything that concerns your life upon the shoulders of Christ and then you will find the joy and peace increase. So what, what concerns you today? What's stressing you out? Is it, is it a financial situation? Is it um, maybe health? Maybe there's... There's a loved one that's that's going through a difficult situation. Maybe it's family dynamics or a big decision. What concerns you today? What's stressing you out? And the invitation is to put the government of that on the shoulders of Christ. And to say, I trust you, Jesus. And... As you do that, you will find the joy and the peace increase. Because the government doesn't rest on your shoulders today. The government rests on his shoulders. And there's peace in that. As his government increases, peace increases. I was thinking about Jesus. And as he lived on this earth, there were many stressful moments, especially in his ministry. And there would be so many people coming to get healed or... You know, Jesus brought the kingdom in a way that people couldn't ignore. He brought the presence of the kingdom. And that's still with us. But Jesus, you guys remember how Jesus would get away from it all just to get alone and to be with God? I think this is so important. Because there are actions that we can take to put ourselves in a place of receiving his peace. And I just want to ask you today in this crazy season, are you finding time just to get alone and to be with God? So when you get those moments alone with God, what I've experienced is that that time alone with God where you're praying, you're reading his word, you're thanking him, you're bringing your concerns, you're listening for his voice, those moments of of stillness with God, you're actually creating a container in your life. For his peace. I want you to think about that. Those times alone with God, you can create a container in your life to receive God's peace. That's what Jesus did. And in my own life, just to share with you guys, in this Christmas season, I'm feeling a lot of peace in my life. But it's not because I have an easy life, and it's not because I don't have any stress. Now, look at Mary and Joseph. On that silent night, that holy night, and the craziness of that night and the manger and the animals and the crazy visitors showing up, shepherds in the middle of the night, you know, it's like, yet in the midst of that craziness, they had this peace. How can we have this peace in this season? You know why I have peace? I have peace in my life today because Jesus reigns. And I have peace in my life today because I'm spending time with the Prince of Peace. Because peace comes from Jesus. It comes from his throne. And the the awesome thing about that time is that in those moments, those are the moments we experience the glory of his name. And his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I just want to remind us today of the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is that the government doesn't rest on our shoulders. That's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is that God's kingdom is at hand. His government is here. He's present. He's at work in this world. He's at work in your life and your story. And the government of your life can rest upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. And the promise is, on his shoulders and of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. So this year, I'm going to redeem Christmas. And I'm taking the weight of the world off my shoulders. And so tomorrow night, I'm going to be able to sing. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. And you can too. Why? Because of the words of that song. Because Christ Christ. Christ, the Savior, is born. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for who you are. Thank you for sending Jesus to come to a manger and to come into the craziness of life on planet Earth. And in this season, we all experience craziness of that. We experience the blood, the sweat, the tears, heartbreak, joys, highs and lows. And we're reminded this morning that through it all, you reign. And so I pray right now for each person in this room. Right now as we pray, we're, we're inviting your peace to come. Jesus, would you bring your peace to calm our hearts? We lay our stress, we lay the weight, we lay the burdens at the foot of the manger. We lay it at the foot of the cross. We lay it at the feet of a risen king who sits on an eternal throne. All is calm, all is bright. Because of you, Jesus. So come now, would you release your peace, and would you release your joy in this room as we surrender our lives to your government and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.